So yeah, here we are again. Let's start. <laughs> In person this time with better uh, sound, hopefully. Yeah, indeed. Welcome to Radio Life Ray, another episode after a long time of hiatus or of pause. We are in the beginning of 2018, and I am standing together with Preston Crary, who has recorded an episode for Radio Life Ray with me before. And <laughs> is now laughing because I have lost it. <laughs> well, talk about annoyance. Preston, hello. How's it going? And thank you for your patience and uh, for not hating me. Uh, At least not obvious. It, it's fine. We we had uh, some fun in our last one. So, <laughs> okay, we're talking about the per things. Preston is good for everything that starts with per. The previous episode we talked about performance uh, because in the past you did performance tuning for LifeRay, mm -hmm. and in the future, no, actually in the present, but for the future, you're doing permissions. Mm, and yes. uh, I said, let's uh, basically let's summarize all of that. Now, performance tuning is a while ago as we had this whole episode that I lost. I still want to come back to that because what is performance tuning like for LifeRay? You did that for LifeRay 7 and DXP. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was it like? What's your favorite memory? What's your favorite achievement there? Um, the best impact that you had? Uh, and was that fun? I, I mean, I, I enjoy performance a lot. This is why I'm on the team I'm on, and it's, it's I really enjoy it. And um, yeah, I mean, some of the things that I remember the most is just like realizing performance tuning isn't about like finding. It is about finding the biggest bottleneck, but oftentimes the biggest bottleneck is very small. So you're performance tuning, and you're sending maybe like two, three pulls a day. Mm -hmm. sometimes four and you're sending polls that do like half a percent faster login or something like that oh so you didn't find the silver bullet the there's, one thing that changed it all there there will there's usually one or two like good strong changes but the usually those really strong changes um cost more than two hours of work so i can do half a percent improvement in maybe two, three hours pretty easily. And I might be able to get a 5% improvement, but it might take, I don't know, a month to get that 5%, you know, that real big improvement I know is there and I can see it, but I have to rewrite half of Hibernate in spring, <laughs> okay. you know, just to like pull that 5% out of the transaction manager. Uh -huh. So I know there's 5% in there, but one month for 5% isn't as good as two hours for half a percent. That's right. Yeah. Still having the 5% is actually very... It's, uh, it's tempting and it's yeah. there, but if you can get the numbers you need by doing a bunch of easy things, That's it's, right. yeah. it's safer and um, it's faster because I can get that 5% in two weeks instead of a month or two months. Yeah. And if something doesn't work, say I have one of those half percent improvements and somehow I broke something and I have to revert it. I only lose half a percent, half a percent. But if I have to revert it, that 5% improvement, that'll be annoying. Uh, yeah. Or if somehow I do it and it, I'm actually somehow slower than Springer hibernate, never happen. Of 
course. No, no, no. <laughs> Why would you? But uh, maybe maybe it's not as big of a percentage as I think it is, and so it's it's too risky. It's mm -hmm. it's um, we have to performance tune ourselves in order to perform. You're performance tuning yourself while you performance tune whatever it is you're tuning. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So hopefully you perform well. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's what I was working on a year ago, and for for quite some time, we spent about four or five months solid, whole team doing performance and recovering basically the the damage that took place by modularizing. You make you make that many changes, it's very easy to change the way things are working and. Yeah, that's right. You basically turn everything inside out. And when the architecture is now, hey, let's do it completely different. Mm -hmm. Everything is completely different. And mm -hmm. yeah, measure, rinse, re uh, measure, change, rinse, rinse repeat. Yes, A yes. Long, long day, I can't really talk anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and and another interesting thing when you're doing lots of small improvements, you're getting to, to see a lot of different areas of code. And... Um, Uh, because of that, you're, you, you're, you go into some class looking at performance and then you go, oh, this isn't thread safe. And oh, this isn't, you know, there's this other weird, you know, API problem here or whatever. And mm -hmm. so you might go in for one reason because the profile is showing. It's almost like the profile will tell you this is a problem area of code. And then you go and you look at it and you go, yeah, this is a this is a problem area of code that we execute often. And so you you take a look at it and it's not just you fix the bugs and then you tune and then everything's better for it. Okay. So is it possible that you fix the bug and then everything is worse in terms of performance? Yes, and sometimes we do. So that is kind of a, a sad reality. Uh, you're tuning and then you find this really terrible bug and you must fix it. I mean, it's better to be correct and slow than yes. incorrect, but blazingly fast. Yes, like usually. Get, get to the wrong <laughs> answers immediately. Yeah, yes. that's trivial. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. That's very fast. Um, yeah. Random number, return four. That's know. right. Yep. It's, it's very, very Fair fast. Fair dice roll. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Was that an XKCD? Or? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so... Now we, uh, I did some stuff with uh, permissions this year. Um, yeah, like, like I was saying, uh, we ran into some issues with resource block and decided to, to deprecate it. Um, but we added a, a really good upgrade path for resource block. So if someone wants to upgrade away from it, they're using it, uh, there's a really good base class that they just have to implement. Like, I think three methods that return strings. You should know the answers. <laughs> so I guess not everybody knows what's resource blocks, but it sounds like it's somehow very generic because there's nothing on the user interface of LifeRay that is named resource, but there's a lot in the API that's called resource. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of performance, no, not performance, permission, the other per permission yes. related. Mm -hmm. What's the the use case for resources and then for resource blocks? So so resources are a a logical um, component. So it isn't a real like we don't have a resource 
we do have an object called resource model, but it's not, it's not an actual like base model. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have a persistence layer. Um, and we have a resource local service, but that's a bridge between resource permission and resource block. So it's, it's, it's what you logically interact with in your other services when you want to add or remove permissions for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so basically implementing permissions on random objects, either yes. LifeRace core objects or my own that I customly add. Mm-hmm. That means I will, imp- uh, I will implement some resource or I will actually instantiate some resource which will handle all of the permission management on its own. Yeah, so we had we had two implementations for permissions, mm-hmm. we, and so those those were competing implementations with uh, trade offs. And those happen to be resource and resource block. Uh, resource permission. Resource permission. Resource block. Yes. Okay. Um, so resource block is faster for reads uh, than resource permission because it uh, compresses multiple permissions together into blocks. Oh, I just wanted to say, and that's the block part mm-hmm. of it. Okay. And, um, but, but resource that's... permission is much faster and safer for, for writes. So mm-hmm. because of, because we wound up fixing several broken behaviors for resource blocks and we only have a few, we had two usages, two services that were using resource block. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided to migrate away from it and make an easy migration path for anyone who wrote it into custom dev. So, okay. so from, from my memory, I understand that resource blocks were not that widely used. I do know that those that use them are quite uh, animate on, yes. on using them and wanting to have them. But if you say they're unsafe and you provide a, a migration path, then at least, well, at least we get that. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of the adoption rate outside of LifeRay? Inside, it's obviously two, but outside? Um, I, I'm, that's a really hard number to get because yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of different developers out there using LifeRay. So, so nothing like uh, on uh, questions on forums or something like that? that yeah, it, it, it doesn't seem to be that much, um, thankfully. And so migrating in a way shouldn't affect too many people. So personally, I'm not even sure if it's properly documented or if the documentation would be in the source code. Are you aware of that? Uh, it, ha- it has some Java docs and some documentation mm-hmm. online, but it's not. Unfortunately, bo- both permission implementations are not super documented. Okay. Well, then the safer way is anyways to go with the uh, to go the path that everybody's going or every single object is going. So yeah, so the, the hope is uh, rather than having two competing implementations, we can have one and we can tune that one to be uh, better. Mm-hmm. Um, we may eventually have a, a new implementation. There's zero discussion of that at this point, but um, eventually if, if it becomes necessary, we will definitely add it. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, if definitely, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Yes, yeah, it's basically what I'm saying. Okay. How do you combine both topics? Is that like permission is definitely something that is anti 
performance. So because why, if we don't need to check if somebody has access, it will be way faster. Um, and what's the connection there? So the connection there for me is uh, I was working in the support department for a few years before I moved to engineering. And um, a lot of the performance issues I was seeing in support were permission related. So after tuning permissions enough, I learned both permissions and performance at the same time. So whenever you're doing performance, you're doing it on something. So you just by nature of tuning that, you kind of learn it. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's why I know both of those pretty well. Um, so the other, the other, um, not so maybe disappointing for some people, but the more exciting change that we're working on is, uh, making a new, uh, resource permission. Mm, it's, it's, so resource permission is like an implementation for the resource, but it doesn't have, um, business rules in it. Mm -hmm. So we have a bunch of static permission classes. Uh, so one is like journal article permission or journal permission, which the difference between those two can be very confusing for some people. Indeed. Yes. And if only for the vocabulary. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, so those things are supposed to represent, um, basically the default XML and the resource permissions folder for a bunch of modules. Mm -hmm. So you have your, your XML that is defining your permissions. And then typically our design pattern had um, these static classes that represented that XML in some way and then did the business logic. So like if I have a journal article that I am allowed to see as a user, but it's within a folder that I'm not allowed to see, I shouldn't be able to see it. Oh, okay, so that's the use case basically for uh, implementing your own permission object. So it's it's, for... it's the business part of the business logic for for mm -hmm. journal, and so because these were static classes, that means you can't pass them around. That's right. Yeah, and you can't have them be OSGI components, mm -hmm. and you can't have an interface, or state, or any of that great stuff that comes with real objects. So, yep. um, so I designed a new, uh, API for the business logic. Uh, there's model resource permission and portlet resource permission. So the portlet resource permission would be a, like a replacement for journal permission. Mm -hmm. And the model resource permission would be a replacement for journal article permission. Mm -hmm. And so these interfaces are in kernel. So, they're just standardized for um, all the modules once I'm finished implementing it for all the modules, um, which I'm about 70% done now. <laughs> so it's good any day now or any week or any month. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 70, how long did it take to go to 70%? Um, most of the time was spent like making the API work for everyone. So what I mean, how long is that like three months or, uh, from when I started, it's taken about two and a half, three months. Yeah. Okay. So and it's probably for the second 70%, you'll probably take another three or four months. Mm, no, actually this, 
after I had the initial like API merged into core, it's only been like three weeks mm-hmm. and I've, I completed about, I don't know, 50% of it in those three weeks. And that's now proper OSGI services. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, that's scheduled to be released with a seven one. Yes. Or whatever the DXP version then is being called. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So now you, you use a service reference with, um, a, a filter to figure out which, um, model resource permission you want or portlet resource permission. Mm-hmm. That sounds like good news for those questions that I see on the forums where people say, Hey, I'd like to implement my own permission system. Yeah. So you can actually, it's designed in a way that you can register your own through our factory. Um, and you can create your own through our factory or implement it yourself mm-hmm. and, um, just register it with a higher service ranking. And then it just takes over. It's funny how you react to that, knowing permissions inside out. Mm-hmm. My typical reaction to, oh, I'd like to implement my own permissions uh, system is like, oh, I shudder. I don't like that. It's, it's cold. Uh, so, can we please talk about something else? So the, so the good, good, good news about it is we created a, a really nice uh, factory for it. So you can actually create these objects uh, much more easily than you used to be able to. So mm-hmm. all you need to do is like pass it the class you're you're doing this with and like uh, like how to fetch the model, how mm-hmm. to get the primary key as, you know, functional, like literally, you know, JDK function type API. Yeah. So with that kind of kind of stuff, it's it's really easy to compose new uh, permission objects mm-hmm. to control everything. And it sounds like if this is now a proper API, then it's actually something you can do mm-hmm. instead of as before. It was basically going down the implementation route, and and, and there was no way because it was all static code. So you have to ext or something like that to overwrite the the method call that's calling the static code. Yeah. So you can't actually like get the seam around that object. So you say, I don't need to shudder anymore because it's now all proper. Yes, it's actually something that everyone, before it was just, you know, stuff that people wrote for each module and now it's an actual API with full-fledged API abilities. Mm -hmm. That being said to everybody who I have told in the forums, Why would you want to implement your own permissions system? I would say still, I would still say your time is better spent on the business Mm -hmm. value rather than on the, on the infrastructure layer. But if there is something at least, well, Hey, now you've got an API. Yeah. Yeah. That's an achievement. And it's great. And the old, uh, most of the old logic from the old API is reusable now. So, Like I said, with um, like journal articles and journal folders, well, that's actually extracted as a um, a logic mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. So that is reusable for, you know, in our case, you know, document library or anything where it's like a there's a hierarchy, like bookmarks, mm-hmm. like all all of that stuff where it's this is inside of this, and they both have permissions, and I don't want to be able to see the inside object when I can't see the outside object. Okay, yeah. 
And you mentioned the the migration path, but that was a resource block. Uh, that was a block permission. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, that's just a migration a, path. Yeah, it's just a base upgrade class. So it's a, mm -hmm. I, I don't exactly remember the name, but it's probably something like upgrade resource block. And um, yeah, so you implement that, you implement just a couple small, easy to write methods. And then you once you register that upgrade, your module will be upgraded. Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds like it's... You don't have to similar. write any SQL or know what SQL is being run or anything. <laughs> okay. Well then, uh, at least there's some some peaceful mind that's been covered. Great. Yes, and yes, and, and that upgrade has been heavily optimized as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, if someone did use it heavily, it should upgrade at least as fast as it can. Yeah, I understand that somebody is also working on performance tuning the upgrade process so that the upgrade process actually is now a lot faster than ever before. Mm -hmm. So what, I think that's not in your hands or in your team's hand. I think that's somebody else in the upgrade team uh, who is working on that, if I remember that correctly. I, I did help a little bit with that. Um, we performance tuned for the test cases, but before we did that, we also tuned upgrades a little bit. So mm -hmm. reusing connections and some stuff. Uh, Simple things like that that we did globally. Um, yeah, we also made a easier way to do upgrades concurrently. Because typically, when you're upgrading, you're not doing anything else. So why not take advantage of concurrency if you can? That's right. Yep. So um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there something else that you wanted to talk about, or? I'm just wondering, I kind of ran out of questions. There's the, the one question, is there any uh, big win in either performance tuning or uh, in your life here that you have a favorite memory on and that you want to share? Uh, is there any question that I forgot? Um, I mean, probably the biggest one was um, just... Yeah, I refactored um, the user bag to be, um, instead of holding entire objects, it just holds the primary keys because that's all we needed out of those objects and actually reduced uh, the memory footprint by like 8% in one, one pull request, which 8%, it's, it's not speed, it's memory, but 8% of memory is a lot of memory to save in one pull request. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. For the listener who does not know what a user bag is, by the way, that includes me. Um, so user bag, again, it has to do with permissions. So mm -hmm. user bag is everything that kind of goes with the user. So their organizations, their, what sites they're a member of, what user groups they're a member of. And there's a user bag cache and um, you can get the user bag, you can see what roles they have. And um, yeah, and so by reducing the size of that class, mm -hmm. uh, we're able to save a lot of memory. Is that the piece of data that gets initialized when you log in or when a user logs in? Uh, yes, yeah, so when we first create the permission checker for the user for not just login, but um, anytime they go to any page, 
they need to make a request mm-hmm. and that request has a permission checker that gets created. And in that permission checker, we need to know what roles the user has and what groups the user has. Mm-hmm. And so by caching that, we save requerying that as they navigate around the portal. Mm-hmm. And those those queries with site inheritance and and the way our permissioning framework works uh, can be kind of heavy. And so by saving that information, caching it, which we've done for quite some time, but we just saved it in a very large way. <laughs> okay, so that's basically the reason why login uh, can be quite expensive because of the, the caching, like creation, caching of that object, um, or is, it, that, is it really, that a bad mental model? It really depends. So, I mean, oftentimes when people talk about login, they're talking about like they just booted up the portal mm-hmm. and then they're signing in with a user for the first time. Um, often that is really just JSP compilation. Um, Oh, no, no. I mean, like really for the performance white paper, actually, I can't recall if the DXP performance white paper, um, there's probably still a login uh, use case in oh, there, yes, which yes. is a brutal operation of logging in, logging out, logging in, logging out, doing nothing else but logging in. And mm-hmm. that's a quite brutal operation. And, and with different users each time. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, yeah, so so that's, that's, that's one of our big uh, test cases. And I mean, there are a lot of things that happen when someone logs in. Like, for example, if you have uh, user personal sites enabled, we create that site. And so that that's kind of expensive. And then mm-hmm. we, you know, anything we do lazily for a user happens when they first log in. And that can be kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. But if they've logged in before, a lot of it is, you know, we need to hash their password, we need to create the permission checker and user bag yeah. and all of that stuff. So Okay, yeah, not to mention hashing password because by default that's dead slow, but that's because that's best practice mm-hmm. to to hash passwords in a way that And I and I did look at optimizing password hashing, I will admit it, and decided to leave it to the third party. <laughs> Well, obviously, because if you were able to to optimize this password hashing, somebody would have raised the numbers. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely could optimize that. So. Yeah, but for for documentation, Liferay hashes passwords in an algorithm that I'm always blanking the the letters on those PB password based key derivation function. And then it's like 128,000 rounds. Mm -hmm. And that's 128,000 rounds because that's best practice to to protect the passwords. And if you were able to half the time, somebody would uh, raise the 128,000 to um, 250,000, 256,000. And you'd be back at the beginning. And if you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, it's, so that's pointless of uh, point. Well, it's actually uh, that's rather security operation trying to break that hash, mm-hmm. trying to accelerate that hash. And if you if you succeed, somebody will raise the number of hashes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's there's it's always a, it's always a matter of choosing with whenever you tune something, it's always a matter of choosing what you decide to tune. There's you can tune anything. And you'll get something out of it, but yep. you got to balance. Okay, safety. Wh- what am I really doing? And um, 
what do I get out of it? Yeah. So. I mean, the, the way to performance tune the password hashing is to configure LifeRay to use plain text passwords. <laughs> and obviously, nobody is ever doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's, that is not good. <laughs> no. No, I, I like to say the, the way to actually perform uh, performance tune that is also to just offload it to some single sign-on system and then LifeRay doesn't need to hash uh, to, to perform this expensive hash function. It's some external system. Yeah. I have one hardball question that I actually meant to send over to you, but I didn't. So I have no clue what your answer will be and how well my question is. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, this is permission related. Okay. And this is a question that I recently posed to somebody in engineering or actually in our security team. Mm. Um, if I wanted to configure LifeRay in a way with minimal permissions, so I'm creating a new account and I do have minimal permissions, some of those minimal permissions would include if I am a site member, I'm not allowed to do anything. Mm. Um, so currently, a site member is allowed to upload a document in the root folder of the document library, mm -hmm. for example. But the site member role is empty because the root folder explicitly says site members are allowed to upload here. Mm -hmm. How would I tackle that? So probably the way you would do that is to change the default XML for that module. So in that case, you'd have to update the default XML for um, document library, mm -hmm. which unfortunately I think is still in kernel. I don't know. That's a moving target. Um, you might be able, so if it's in a module because um, that XML file is a resource, you might mm -hmm. be able to deploy a, a bundle fragment on that bundle. Oh, that works for those files as well? Uh, I haven't tried this. Okay. But I imagine it would work. Mm -hmm. uh, that would probably work for JSPs and... It definitely uh, works for JSPs. So if it works for JSPs, which are compiled, I, I assume it will work for an XML file that is not compiled. I feel like that's a safe bet. <laughs> okay. Well, we can check that before release. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you. There, there seems to be a solution for that. Mm -hmm. And um, if... If there isn't, I'll cut this. <laughs> All right. So there seems to be a solution. Uh, we'll see. We'll double check. And um, then those who have answered that questions, no, who have asked that questions on the forum will have their solution. Mm. I'll bite. It might be in 7.1. Or is that also an answer that also applies to 7.0? Um, for any module, you should be able to deploy a bundle fragment for that mm -hmm. bundle. Um, whether document library, it has its... And then kernel is a different beast. Kernel... That might require an ext. Yeah, kernel kernels, we're constantly trying to pull things out of kernel so that they are smaller and customizable. Mm -hmm. And um, the more we do that, the easier it will be to customize life ray. But this is a long process. It's, a, it's not Indeed, even... Yeah. It's not even just a life or unique process. Like the JDK is going through that with Java nine to mm -hmm. some degree, not with OSGI, but with their own, yep. their own modularization efforts. Hibernate's moving 
in the same direction we are. So there's, there's a, this is the, the, the microservices and modularization is, is a big thing that's industry-wide, I yep. think. So yep, indeed. Uh, as we go along with everyone else, uh, more possibilities will emerge. Mm -hmm. yeah. Preston, thank you very much. And thank you for doing this smiling, despite my accident earlier. No worries. <laughs> and I guess I'll let you continue work or go home right now. It's actually dark outside already. Mm -hmm. So um, well, I'll, I'll keep you posted on the actual publishing of this episode. All right. Thank you again. Thank you. Oh, no, I didn't hit record. Oh, no. <laughs>